0: With me today is longtime listener, poet laureate, and time master, Anne-Marie Young. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And Anne-Marie, I've been thinking about that phrase from the intro, your Daily Dose of Happy. And as listeners will know in a few moments, there's a reason why I've been thinking about that. But uh, my goal is still ha- to have that. So uh, like you know, every every time that we do a show, whether we have a guest or not, the goal is by the end of the show, everybody, the host, the co-host, guests, listeners, everybody feels better. So that's also the goal yeah. for today. But I do have to put a little warning out to people. You're going to get a shock early on. It was a shock for me when this event happened. Um, but I've been alluding to this here on the show for last few months, uh, that there was a major thing that had happened in my life and that I was uh, still dealing with it and the story was still being told. And in truth, the story is still being told. I mean, I, everything hasn't ironed out yet. But uh marie you were one of the major people who stepped in and helped me when I was dealing with this stuff. And and I couldn't think of anybody better I wanted to do this uh, public reveal with. So thank you for agreeing to do this with me today. And in advance, thank you also for what you've done over the last few months to help me with this. So without further ado... My pleasure, Walt. On October the 7th, 2022, that was a Friday. Listeners may remember, regular listeners will remember, a show where we had Yogi Aaron on the show. It was a really great show. Um, Debbie G and Neo Positivity did it with me. It was a Friday. And uh as, as with all the shows, I mean, it, it, it had all the great vibes. We were just hitting all the right points. You know, we had some great conversation. It was, it was really, really good. And as happens... Um, it's happened for years now. Every every time that I did a show, before I came into the office here to do the show, Louise would say, You know, have a great show. I'd say, thank you very much. And that happened on that day as well. At the end of the show, I was feeling good. Everybody was feeling good. I signed off, published the episode, came out of the office, and found an envelope taped to the door with my name on it. And the envelope was a letter from Louise telling me that while she loved me as a friend and a brother, she no longer loved me as a husband and that the marriage was over. And that was a shock, as you know, Anne-Marie. Um, yes. I've, I can honestly say that was the worst day of my later adult life. I've never experienced a day that bad where I was just flying so high and just crashed instantly, in part because it was completely out of the blue. I had, we had had no conversations of any kind in weeks on anything, even closely related to this. In many cases in years, um, some of the issues that ended up being involved and I'm not going to go into all of them because obviously that's just between me and Louise and I don't have her permission to go through all that. So I won't do that. But, um, many of them we hadn't talked about in years. So I was really, really surprised. And and you'll remember the, the one line I kept repeating over and over and over again was how could she do this? Meaning she's a former psychotherapist. She knows the importance of communication and she didn't communicate with me. And in fact, in the letter that she left for me, she said, the reason that I'm leaving a letter is because I can't get through this. If, if we have a conversation and that all that did was just leave me in a death spiral. <laughs> it was just, yeah. it was miserable. Um, I, I have a cat that wants to get in. So, um, maybe take 10 seconds to remember what the, the conversation was like from your perspective and I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think as, as Walt said, I think I was just as shocked as, um, he was just, um, to hear that news and to know that it just come out of the blue. I was just saying how shocked I was when you told me, Walt. Um, I mean, you say you were flawed, you know, from a witness of of how things were. I was just as flawed as you, and it was, it was not a nice thing to see you so upset.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it was fun. Very confused. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Mm. I was very grateful to have you and other present and, and former co hosts that I could lean on. I mean, I, I have access to more therapists and life coaches than you can shake a stick at, and I use those contacts. I, I contacted Cindy. I contacted Joel. I contacted you. I contacted my brother. I contacted Debbie G, Neil. I mean, I was just, like, going through the list, you know, getting help from anybody who I, I felt confident I could get good help from, and I did. I got wonderful help. Um, You guys definitely helped me get through the worst weekend i think the worst weekend of my life really um and because mm-hmm. i'm not sure of what i would have done without all that support that i got from you guys um the uh the other thing that happened too is i knew from having done this show for so long that as much as you guys would want and were willing to help me you know i knew you wanted to help i knew you were willing to help i was the one who had to climb out yeah. and i was way down that spiral i was beyond depressed i mean i can be on, i i it's, i think it's the first time i i can say i honestly understood why someone would want to be suicidal i was not suicidal but i can understand why someone would want to be because the pain was excruciating that's it
1: that's it i mean a lot of people do feel when they're suicidal, they just don't want to deal with that pain. It's right. not necessarily they want to die. And that's where you were. It was a very, very painful moment for you.
0: It was, yeah. But um, I think in part because of having done the show for all these years, well, th- there was a part of me that said, What is this? Like a final exam or something? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Here I was having to all of a sudden apply everything I'd ever learned over the years doing the show. <laughs> And to you
1: do it would, under... Yeah, it was, it was
0: your final exam, wasn't it? <laughs> it really was. Oh, <laughs> uh, and and I mean, when you're in that kind of a really negative space, you're basically just grasping. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of rhyme or reason. There was only just, I, I knew I had a need. I knew the general thing I had to do. Most of the time, I couldn't even rem- remember any of the processes. I couldn't remember any of the things you are supposed to do. And so I just... Know, reach out, look at my list, look at anything, and then, oh yeah, that's one thing I can do. So I'll do that, and I do it for thirty seconds, and then I'd fall back into the abyss, and then find something else. Oh yeah, I do that. Um, I, I, the uh, Abraham Hicks book that has the twenty-two processes. I kept going through that, and uh, yeah. finding a few in there that that helped me. But even so, it doesn't make the pain go away. All it does is make it manageable when you're in the midst mm-hmm. of 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 the instant grip of it. Over time, it does. And yeah. I'm actually pretty proud of the fact that by the following Tuesday, which is what, three days later, I was like eighty percent done solving my own internal <laughs> angst. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. You know, that that yeah. horrible place that I was in. And I've been improving ever since. Um so I'm actually pretty proud of that because I know many people who have, you know, similar kinds of events. It can take weeks, months, years. For people Yeah, if ever, if ever, if, if yeah. ever, in some cases, yeah. Mm. So, to me, I, I think I passed the final exam.
1: <laughs> oh my god, you absolutely <laughs> aced it! <Walt. laughs> you aced it. I mean, your strength. And I think one of the first things you did, which is something actually pretty hard for a lot of people, was reach out for help. Sometimes we yeah. just—that's really hard to do. And that alone shows strength. And you did that and you got through your first few days yeah. using other people as well. I'm not taking that away from you. That's, you know, you used the advice of other people, you got what you needed from each person, but you reached out, which was massive. And I was so proud of you for that.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I can understand why you're saying that. Uh, from my perspective, it was an absolute necessity to reach out. There was not a yes. question because the alternative, it was really clear to me, the alternative was to stay in massive pain. Mm-hmm. And I just was not willing to even consider that. It was That wasn't even on the no. table as far as I was concerned. I needed to get out of this pain as fast as possible. And mm-hmm. and that is a healthy thought. Uh, maybe it's not the one that most people go to, but I, I, I never really considered the idea of not reaching out for help. It, it was more like, how quickly can I, who can I call first? <laughs> yes. <laughs> who should I reach out to first? And I sorted it down pretty quickly, but uh, um, it really really came down to Cindy Chavez or Joel Elston. And I knew Joel would would be in with a, a client at that hour. And I also knew Cindy probably wasn't. So Cindy became my, my first call. But um, yeah. And, and when you go through something like that, what you're really doing is with all the help, You're really just trying to get past minute by minute. Mm -hmm. I mean, for instance, that, that was a Friday, that Friday night, I didn't sleep a wink that night. It was not possible to sleep. I was just so, Mm. so tied up in knots trying to understand what had happened, why it had happened, why I'd been so blindsided by it. I, 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 just couldn't believe it. I mean, if you had said to me the day before that my marriage was in trouble I would have doubted it. I would have said, I don't know of any reason for that. Mm. And so now all of a sudden we faced with, well, not only was it in trouble, it was over. Dial was just, it was like being hit by a truck. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and the I... Minute... Oh, I was just saying no, then the, I... mi- the minute by minute thing is just, how can you survive the fact that you just hit, got hit by a truck for one minute, for two minutes, mm. for three minutes? It, that That's the minute by minute part, dealing with that
1: yeah and that's that's what i was going to say it's talking it through and just digesting it and getting other other perspectives and because it is it literally it blindsided you it it blindsided you know those who you told yeah it was it was a major shock
0: it was a major shock the other thing too is i was really glad again to have had all of the Wonderful people I've interviewed here on the show over the years, and, and their various perspectives and so forth, because I knew instantly that as the the, the the when you're in that kind of depression, there's a massive internal pain that builds up. It, it kind of starts at your toes and just comes up through your legs and up through your torso and to your throat. I mean, just and, and it doesn't happen quickly. It just kind of slowly grows because up until that point, your mind is saying, "Wait a minute, this can't possibly have happened." So, it just takes yeah. a while for it to kind of take over um but that the the one thing that I knew for certain is I couldn't keep that pain in, and indeed, I couldn't have if I had tried mm-hmm. to keep that pain in I think I've told you this before, I think I yeah. would have been hospitalized. I think yeah. I would have been in serious um serious risk for my life if I had tried to keep that yeah. pain in um so I did a lot of screaming <laughs> i was I was surprised <laughs> the neighbors didn't call the police to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I scared the daylights out of the cats. They didn't know what the heck was going on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that—that's again, you're using what you know is you keeping it in. As we all know, is not the healthy thing. Right. And mm-hmm. whatever your measure is to get it out, then just bloody well do it. And if, if you're screaming, great way because it gets out vocally. You can hear it. You sound it. It's real. And it's 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 releasing. And it's not fun, by the way. No, it's not fun releasing you know.
0: all that. It's just, it's really awful. It's uncomfortable. It's like, oh God, when is, it's, it's kind of like, it's not all that different from when you, you, you get a, a flu virus or something and you're throwing up. It's, it's, it's the same kind of <laughs> helpless feeling. Like, you know, well, it's better out than in, but th- do I really have to go through this? Is that kind of a feeling?
1: Exactly. I and mean, we, you know, we all know people who hold on to that pain yeah. because it is so difficult to let go. Yeah. It's easier to sometimes keep it. I mean, for you, fortunately, it wasn't, that wasn't an option. And that was your no. wonderful, strong mind coming into effect.
0: I, I I honestly don't understand totally how somebody can hold that in. It is such mm. intense pain. I mean, I get it because what you do is you try to suppress it. You try to, you know, push it down.
1: But it and comes out.
0: It does come out eventually. But, mm. yeah, the idea of suppressing that was just beyond beyond anything i could think of so anyway after the first 3 or 4 days getting through that i realized i had a number of issues that this created because mm-hmm. not only had my primary relationship disappeared but i was running her gardening service and maintenance business well that means my income disappears <laughs> mm-hmm. and so now we are we were nearing the end of the gardening season anyway, and what norm what normally happens at the end of the gardening season I normally take unemployment and then that carries through till the following spring. So that would give me some measure of relief, but by the same token, when I filed this year, there there, there is something to this day that's holding it up. I haven't collected a check yet, <laughs> so my savings are going, Gee! <laughs> which is pretty oh, scary. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um. She got the uh, the Lexus. I got the company van. The company van it's on its last legs. I mean, it, it's a Toyota, so, I mean, they, they go pretty well. But I knew of a lot of things that were wrong with that van, and I would not have dared to drive it very far. And I right. was like, well, I, I need a new vehicle. How am I going to do that? You know, I got to deal with that right now. And I, and I, I'm not even employed. How how do you go buy a vehicle when you're not employed? Well, apparently you can't actually do that. But at the time my, my brain was not processing with that well. So relationship, income, transportation, my health was actually, was actually pretty good. In fact, um, I used that event. I decided I wanted to to kind of do a health check. So I had, um, I, I contacted a doctor and had a whole bunch of blood work done and learned I'm in great health. I was really
1: good at
0: result. Like, really That's great good health. News. In fact, you'll remember how we had a guest on a few months ago um, promoting the idea of hydrogen water, hydrogenated water. Yes. And I got the yes. hydrogen machine. You
1: got the machine, didn't you? Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and one of the tests was checking for body inflammation because inflammation um, is a, an indicator for a number of things such as cancer. And the doctor commented, I can't believe how low your inflammation level is. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently that works, Greg, the hydrogen <laughs> man. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: that did sound incredible, that machine. <laughs> so It's it good was. to know that Yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyone who's thinking about it, you know, it, uh, the, for those who didn't hear the episode, that was an episode. We did two of them actually, one in May and one in um, July, I think it was. And, uh, the, the benefits of hydrogenated water, whether you drink it or take it as a, um, through a cannula is that it has two benefits. First, it's an antioxidant. So it has all the value of an antioxidant. And second, it's anti-inflammatory. So it, it's very effective against things like cancers, but also against other conditions as well. So I guess what I'm saying is if you uh, heard those episodes, and you were thinking about, you know, should I consider something like that, even though it's a fairly sizable investment? Should I think about something like that for myself? If you got something serious you want to go after, it's worth it. Apparently, it really yeah. does do what, it, what, what it's advertised to do. So that's a good thing. So there was that. Um, so we got relationship, health, income. Oh, yeah, there was another thing, too. The well, house. there are two other things. Yeah, the house. Because we live in an apartment, or now I live in an apartment. And that apartment, uh, the management company sold out this past August and new management took over. And when a new management takes over, I mean, th- here in the U.S., they can raise the rent any way they want to unless, unless you're in an, uh, uh, one of the rare areas that has rent control, which is not most of the U.S., um, they can just raise the rent. They, they can raise it however much they want when your lease is up. Well, the lease is up in December at the end of this month, actually. And... I, I didn't know what was going, I didn't know what to expect there. You know, were they going to make it so that I couldn't even afford to live here? Did I have to go find some other place to live? And this is actually a pretty good deal compared to the rest of the markets. I didn't want to lose the deal, but mm-hmm. if they raised the rent high enough, I might lose the deal. I didn't know. So there was that issue. So basically all the major things that could go on in one's life all became issues at once. Exactly. Like, like I didn't have enough to deal with already. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just just the end of a relationship is tough enough, but then it was everything else, every bit yeah. of security yeah. that you had just was up in the air. I mean, that's a lot to deal with.
0: So not surprisingly, two weeks later, I got COVID. I mean, there, <laughs> yeah. there was absolutely no, right? There was no <laughs> surprise in it at all. And no? fact, I, I don't know <laughs> if I told you this, uh, the way I got COVID, I, I immediately started making plans to, redo my life, to rebuild my life. Even as I was dealing with all of the, sure. the emotional anguish of this, I, I was determined. I'm not going to wait around. I got to get going. So I, mm-hmm. among other things, I got back into dancing, swing dancing. And I went to my first swing dance and got COVID at the swing dance. <laughs> <laughs> and I found out at the next swing dance, by which time I had recovered, that I was the only one who got it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was obviously there the, must have there. I, the, the only report that anybody ever heard about was me. So, It kind of reinforces something that I've talked about before, which is I think that the people who get any disease, COVID or whatever you're talking about, are people Mm -hmm. who are already in a harmed mindset or or hurting mindset in some way. And I certainly was. I mean, I had been struggling pretty well. I'd been doing what I could. But you you still go through ups and downs. Even though I made a lot of progress, you just go through ups and downs. And I, I remember on that night that I went to that dance, I was doing my best to get through. And yet I knew that there were times where I just wasn't feeling it. I, it mm-hmm. wasn't like the old days because I'd had huge chunks of my life cut out. You know, so well, I was it like, was,
1: it, I was fascinated. It was a new world for you, wasn't it? it
0: was completely. Well, not only that, the, the dance world was a new one because I didn't know anybody anymore. There was like 20 years ago that I was in it. <laughs> I, I actually have found three people that I knew from years ago. I used to know everybody. And there's only three mm. left that I know, which is kind of a shock.
1: <laughs> well, can I just take you back a minute? Because I think, you know, you, you touched on the fact that within sort of three days, you kind of got 80% there. And that's just incredible. I was so in awe of you and your strength. But I'd like to know a bit more about what you did to get there. Because I think that yeah. would be useful because there'll be people in in a, in a similar situation.
0: That, well, that's what I was talking about when I said that you live minute by minute. And even as you're getting better, that still holds true. Even to today, I find that I'm living not so much minute by minute, but certainly, you know, 15 minutes to 15 minutes, hour to hour. Um, mm-hmm. because it's very easy to, to slip back into that old feeling. And so I'm constantly doing a, I, I, I'm, I'm taking that internal temperature. We've talked about that in the past. You constantly check. Where am I? Where am I feeling right now? What am I feeling? How am I doing? Yeah. And then when you notice that you're slipping, you make an adjustment. And you know, sometimes I do it well. Sometimes I don't. Uh, but more often than not, I'm able to make an adjustment for the better and able to, you know, climb back up a step or two. And so that, that's what you do. Even when you're in the worst part of it, you just take a step and it, even if it's not alleviating the pain yet, that, that's really the most important part. You have to trust that the steps work, yeah. Yeah. that they really, do. And, and, and that really comes from having done them prior to the major event. When you, when mm-hmm. you have that prior experience that says, yeah, I did make progress in the past when I meditated or when I journaled or when I, uh, did affirmations or I did appreciations or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. When you have that past experience with it, you at least know cerebrally that they work. And so I find that that, well, I found that that was often, not always often just enough for me to like, try it for 10 seconds. And and so you're constantly, the, the way to climb out of it is to, to just be willing to keep trying every few minutes, just try something new, try something else. Maybe it's just diverting your attention, diverting your mind. Maybe it's actually doing a process, um, Ironically, you, I think, you know, journaling has never been my favorite thing. Well, I went out, and bought myself a notebook. That notebook is now half full.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's my KT. You know, I've got journals everywhere.
0: <laughs> Cause I, I really hate handwriting, but I, and I handwrote all of it. I didn't type it. I handwrote all of it. I, I can't actually read all of it, but it's there. <laughs> because sometimes my handwriting was so illegible, but that journaling did help. It, it, yeah. it was just, cause I, I, I knew it would, be, it would be good for this because it's just a way of expressing emotion and I need to get that, I need to express. I need, that, yeah. that's, that's the goal. You ask, what do you do? You're, you're looking to express that, that negative emotion so you can get it out.
1: And, exactly.
0: and, and you know that the more that you do that over time, you're going to feel better. You may not feel better instantly, but you will feel better over time. And, and in fact, there were many occasions, many days where I did feel better immediately. It's just not always. Sometimes I didn't feel better for quite some time. But over time, as I got more and more days into this, I would have an instant success feeling better much more consistently. I would say probably by the time I got over the COVID, that was when I was finding every single day that I tried to do something, I would feel better as a result of it instantly. I wouldn't have to wait for it anymore.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah. So when you did your journaling, did it bring you... Because I know when I do my journaling, I write questions. Why do I feel like this? Why, 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 why has this happened? And I kind of answer it. Did it give you any kind of answers? Because you obviously were really in a state me... of confused.
0: Yeah. Well, I got a, a number of answers. Well, actually, both Cindy Chavez and Joel Elston, not surprisingly, gave me my two best pieces of advice early on. Cindy's mm. uh, first piece, best piece of advice was, At some point, not right away, because this is the very first day, at some point you're going to need to decide what you want to do about the relationship, which was a great piece of advice. And then Joel's great piece of advice was you're going to be looking for answers. You're not always going to get them. You have to be ready for
1: that. Yes.
0: And that was excellent uh, advice as well. Between those two, I I kept those in mind as as the days came on, and uh, particularly the one that Joel said, I would, Mm -hmm. I, I followed up on what Cindy suggested because my initial reaction was I wanted to try to save the relationship because I didn't really understand why we were breaking up. Uh, she had put a minimal amount of information in the letter. Um, I could understand what she was saying in the letter, but again, it was what she said in the letter we hadn't talked about in like 10 years. So it was like, you know, way, where did this come from? (laughs) Um, and it didn't, it didn't fully explain it. There were a lot of things that were still unexplained. Um, it took about, how long did it take like nine days, but I was able to finally get face to face with her and ask her the questions that she hadn't answered before. And those provided quite a bit of, um, I can't say closure, but information, let's put it that way. Yeah. So it's partial yeah. closure. Um, so up until the point we had that meeting, I was still trying to salvage the relationship after that meeting, that's when I came to the realization, no, this, this relationship is really over. And she, her, she has said from the moment that we had that face to face conversation, she wants us to remain friends. My response is I'm willing to be friendly, but I can't honestly be friends with her because I understand to some degree now why she ended it the way she did, but I can't forget it. I forgive it, no. but I can't forget it. And I refuse to put myself in a position where I would ever experience that again. So mm-hmm. for me, that precludes the relationship restarting in friendship mode, marriage mode, whatever. Um, so I, I'm, I'm happy to keep it friendly, but I don't really want to be friends with somebody because what kind of a friend treats you in the way that you don't want to be treated? That's the way I look at it. So, yeah. I mean, I honestly now believe she was doing the best she could. I mean, it may not have been as good as I needed it to be, but I think yeah. she was actually doing the best that she could. She was doing the best that she knew how to do. And, and I think she continues to do that. Um, she's tried very hard since then to be fair about, you know, how we handle the, the breakout division of goods, all that kind of stuff. Um, she actually was the one who was on hand when I tested positive for COVID. She volunteered to stay with me that night. I had to push her out the door almost saying, no, 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 <laughs> you're going to get sick. If you do this, we got, we got to get you out of here. And so she acceded that, but, but I got to give her credit for that. Despite everything, she was willing to stay there to, to, to take care of me when I was really, really sick. I I mean, that's, mm. that's significant. That's really something. Yeah. So, um, so i appreciate that about her she she has tried to do her best throughout all of this stuff oh oh there was another issue too um besides the income the place to live the car the um the health well the health I, that was okay um all besides all those things there was also the cats yes cuz we had these two cats that she had been the one who brought them into the relationship and she'd written something in the letter that was really puzzling to me she said obviously the cats will stay with you and the first thought that went through my mind was what's so obvious about that <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> i mean i love the cats but i mean come on what's obvious about it um i mean the cats aren't kids you know but, but no. it, from where from where i was sitting it was almost like she said well obviously the kids go with you like what do you mean the, obviously the kids will go to me what are you what are you talking about here i don't understand the comment <laughs> um but uh what I found was, in part because of the bad space I was in, I was having trouble just getting through the day because the cats were also feeling needy because I was feeling needy, and so I was projecting this, yeah. and they, they were just, you know, responding to it. So I, I was just dealing with cat, 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 cat all day long. It was driving me nuts. So I sat Louise down at one point and I said, we got to take a cat each. And we agreed that the one for her to take would be Harmony, and I would keep Joy. So that's where we're at right now. And actually I, I cat sat over the holiday, over the Christmas holiday. Um, she wanted to go to her brother's family. So I, I watched Harmony for a few days, but yeah, that was another, another resolution. So anyway, um, I should, I should talk about what's been resolved so far. Cause some of these have been resolved.
1: Yes. I want to hear those.
0: So for instance, the vehicle, that was the first one to resolve after I got over being sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I started to do some searching, and I, and I knew I couldn't afford. Well, I, I couldn't afford to buy a new car, most cases anyway. I certainly couldn't afford to do it now because the whole computer chip thing has, has driven the cost of new cars and used cars through the roof. I mean, yeah. absolutely ridiculously expensive. Um I, I wasn't even sure how I could afford to buy a used car. But I ended up, long story short, I ended up finding – a Toyota Camry. Now I've been, this is my sixth Toyota Camry. So I know Camry real well and I like Camry real well. And I, I liked them up to the 2017 model year. I didn't like 2018 and on, which was fine because those were, I couldn't afford those anyway. I ended up finding one. I still have trouble believing this. I bought a 10 year old car, Amory, a 10 year old car that had 45,000 miles on it. 4,500 miles did you a year. Find on that gem? <laughs> <laughs> it was literally owned by the aunt of the owner of the dealership. And it was a little old lady on Sunday kind of car. She, she never drove it anywhere. In fact, I, I showed it to a neighbor recently, just a few days ago, um, who's also been going through her own stuff. And I, I showed it to her. It's kind of like, no, you won't believe this car I got. She says, what do you mean? I said, that's a 10 year old car. She she looks at it. And she looks at me, she says, that's 10 years old. It looks like it rolled off the factory (laughs) floor. I mean, it doesn't have a mark on it. It's unbelievable. If you didn't know the model year, you'd say that was a brand new car.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's incredible, isn't it? it?
0: So what I, what I had kind of expected was going to happen is has been happening. That was the first instance of it. Um, the health report Mm -hmm. came in shortly, um, actually short before that. So that was really the first one. Um, but. Listeners will remember that when Louise and I moved from Virginia back to Connecticut, when things were really, really dire back in 2014, um, all of a sudden everything fell in place. And I've actually detailed the story in the book that we put together a few years ago um, about how literally all these things happened within like a two or three uh, week period to resolve issues that at the time seemed insoluble. And I thought to myself, you know what? The same kind of thing's gonna happen here. And it is it has been happening. It hasn't happened within a two or three week period, but it's happening fairly quickly. So yeah. the health issue that that went away quickly when I got the test results. Um I got the uh, uh got rid of the van in place of this this new vehicle, this new car, ten-year-old car that seems new, um, but and it drives like it's new, for goodness sake. So that <laughs> one's resolved. Um the income issue, that's still up in the air. I'm not sure what's gonna happen there. There is a secondary piece to that in that listeners may remember there was a project that I started about a year and a half ago um, trying to set up a way t- for Facebook group admins to make money, and I could make money by helping them do that. And that kind of got back at one point. But that's back on the front burner. I found another software developer to work on, and we were literally talking today, working out details of it. There's a very decent chance that I'm going to have a prototype on that to show to Dan Mangena and contacts that he knows um yes people who are uh, in the affiliate marketing business. And if I can convince them that, yeah, that's a good thing and they're willing to buy into it, then I'm going to have this developer do phase two where we create an affiliate program to go with that. So potentially that could be the solution to my income issue. Now, with any kind of entrepreneurial activity, you never know how something is going to work out. So you can't sure. bank on it, you know. So I'm also still, like, job hunting and so forth and, you know, waiting for the unemployment to come in and all that kind of thing. But the, I, I can just see everything is starting to dovetail and that the income yes. thing is going to clear. Plus, also, I now qualify for Social Security, so I get a partial income that way. That'll that'll help somewhat, too, starting in January. So. Things are coming together on that front. They just, that part of the story just isn't finished yet.
1: Yeah. Um, But you're trusting. You're trusting. So you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and on the relationship front, I mean, you'll remember one of the first things I commented after I climbed out of the worst part of the hole was, I don't want to be alone. No. I'm so used to being in a relationship. And, and so I've, I've almost kind of thrown myself into that, even though I'm not officially divorced yet which by the way, causes problems. It's always much better when after your divorce, it's easier to find, uh, you know, potential dates and so forth. But I threw myself out there. I actually had my first, no, my second date over the weekend. So that was part of the Christmas holiday for me. Um, met a lovely woman named Marianne who, uh, she's actually quite tall too. So that's also nice because I'm tall. She's tall. (laughs) So Marianne, if you're listening, hi. Um, but, uh, so, so that's been kind of a, an adventure, getting back out into the world, learning mm-hmm. how online dating works. Oh my God, <laughs> this online dating world is insane. Let me tell you. I, I, I mean, yeah. I give all credit to the millennials and the Gen Xers who can handle this stuff. I'm thinking you got to be kidding. But I, I'm getting used I to it. Even... I'm handling it, but
1: <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> So fair play to you for having a go.
0: You, you, you just start by starting because you don't have any choice. <laughs> you know, you want to yes. start getting out there. I I mean, I've also been trying to get myself out there physically, you know, so that's why I've been yeah. getting back into the dance community. And I've been trying to do some other things, too, to start reestablishing a more uh, local presence because I, I realized that, um, while I have wonderful virtual contacts, you, other co-hosts, other people I've, I've met doing the podcast, really great friendships that way. My local friendship circle was actually pretty thin. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well, this is like a little bit of a wake-up wake call, time to start building up the local social connections, especially after I've been talking for like the last couple of years about how important social connections are and I'm not doing them locally, you know, I'm doing them online, but not doing locally. Okay. Yeah. Well, time to put my action where my money is or where my, where my mouth is or something like that. My um,
1: mouth is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Whatever it is. So <laughs> there, there's that going on. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with this particular relationship with, with Marianne or, or, you know, is it going to be, uh, I'm going to be, you know, just, Taking steps—that's about all I can say. Just keep taking steps until I find where's the right place for me to be. Um, so there's that, and then there's the, the living situation, the apartment, yeah. and and a very strange thing has happened with the apartment. I have not received a new lease proposal from the management. Now, here in the in the states, typically you you get usually like 30 days notice, you know, if they they want to renew a new lease, that's that's normal. So I should have had a renewal offer, you know, 26 days ago. <laughs> we're yeah. 5 days away from the end of the month, you know. <laughs> and one of the things that I've noticed about this new management is they're not proactive. They're completely reactive. Nice. So if something goes wrong, oh okay, we got to go we got we got to create a new process. You know, they they hadn't really figured out for instance how to do uh who was going to do the ground maintenance. It, you could tell they were just kind of making it up as they went along. With with all these different things, and it occurred to me, we, we had a very unusual lease. Usually, most leases here in the U.S. are like one year, two year, three year, that kind of thing. We okay. had a six month lease. That's really unusual. Not many people get that. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if they thought that our lease was up next July.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you <laughs> bought yourself another seven months there.
0: Then. <laughs> something like that, yeah. So I, I'm just paying the the old rent. I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna let it let it slide and thank my lucky stars that you know <laughs> not, it,
1: yeah I'm not, not having heard. to make a
0: decision that yeah, I haven't heard anything, so and okay, certainly. well, I'll just keep paying this rent i'm I'm okay with this rent level. This is fine, <laughs> so that may be ironing itself out. We'll have to see, and um one way or another, either this business idea is gonna work out or else I'm going to end up getting a new job either way. I'm considering this to be the time where sometime probably this coming spring, I'm going to be looking for a home. I'm, I'm yeah. tired of the apartment living. We, we had to do apartment living all these years because our financial situation was so bad. But we got the debt paid off um, a year and a half ago. Um, we actually were starting to create some savings before this event happened. I think now is the time where I can start thinking about getting a home, which – by the way, my cat would love very much because then I can put a cat door in and he can go in and out whenever he wants to instead of bothering me every 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> That's why you're so healthy. It's all that exercise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that. So, so, I mean, you can see it, a lot of it has come together. Some of it's in the process mm-hmm. of coming together. Some of it, you know, there, there are still so many unanswered questions, but it's kind of like, that event from eight years ago when we moved from Virginia to Connecticut that everything is just kind of falling into place hmm. um or as Barbie uh long-time listener Barbie was uh commenting in the live stream she says the best is yet to come and she's right
1: yeah she's absolutely right I'm actually it wasn't nice to see you in that situation but I'm excited to see how this all works out Walt. Well, I really am I think there's good things come in
0: I think so and too.
1: And I, we, we always, we always say, you know, when something bad happens, it's usually leading to something. Yeah. And it's the start of something, you know, We never, it doesn't feel nice at the time, but actually it pushes you in a different direction. And that's a direction that's good. And I, I, I think that's one of these situations. I really, really do. And I, I think, I think I was so, and I'm so glad that you said earlier on that you were proud of yourself because you've, just literally taking everything you've learned from the last ten years. <laughs> all of it. And you used it in <laughs> you've used it in the last couple of months and an example that it works. Yeah. Absolutely. And
0: it does work. It does work. You have to apply it. I mean it's not gonna do it for yeah. you. And it's gonna challenge you every step along the way, but it works. It all works. It works really, really well. Yeah. And I agree with you. I, by the way, you're not the only one who's expressed that. Um, Alex Dandy, who does a Thursday show, she said the same thing. When I told Louie okay. what happened, he said the same thing. Um, numerous people who are co-hosts and, and, uh, cause I did let you guys know what was going on behind the scenes. And, uh, most of you guys have said, Oh yeah, this is going to lead to better things. I, there's also the other side too, which is, um, you made the comment earlier, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I asked, I asked myself the question how did I attract this? Cause that's, that's, that's like those tough questions. You know, that's a really, really tough one. And you know what? I have to honestly admit, I didn't intend to break up the marriage. That was the last thing that was on my mind, but things that i have been asking for the way to resolve it was to end the marriage. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not really in a position yet where I feel like comfortable to identify those. I I will over time. But as I look at it, I say, you know what? Honestly, I think I did ask for it without realizing it. Mm -hmm. I I would not, if if I had realized this is the route I was, I would, I would have modified the request. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the route I had in mind. I had in mind staying with Louise for the rest of our lives. Mm. Um, I would have have asked, you know, no, but let's do this another way, please. Not this way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if we all had that magic wand and can just create our, well, we can create our own past, but, you know, these things that come up, would you have learned as much as you've learned?
0: I don't know that I can answer that yet.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: my cerebral cortex tells me yes. But does my heart tell me that? I'm not sure yet. Mm. the potential is there for sure. No doubt in my yeah. mind, the potential is there, but have I actually learned a bunch from this yet? I don't know yet. I don't know.
1: Oh, you definitely probably will. I think when you reflect in about a year's time, yeah, it'll, it'll be a lot clearer. I would imagine.
0: Well, I mean, there's just so many things that I've been trying to deal with all the same time.
1: Oh yeah. And,
0: and, and in that sense, it was like 2014 because, Back then, there were all these things all happening at the same time, and it was the exact same feeling—helplessness. Like, I, I can't solve any of these. <laughs> so, universe, mm. you gotta do something here because I have no idea how to solve any, any of these problems. And mm. that's what happened then. They all got solved, and that's what's been happening now. Now, it's not like I haven't been taking action. I have been taking action. But as Mike Dooley says, you just—you you take action by taking a step. It doesn't even matter if you're going in the right direction. The universe will redirect you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Uh, every, every single one of these steps, the universe kept redirecting, redirecting, redirecting. You no, know, just keep trusting and, and watch to see what happens and appreciate every step of the way and all that kind of stuff. And it works. It actually works. Yeah. It's really something. And it also gives me greater appreciation for the Abraham Hicks concept of. Letting go of the paddling and just letting the stream carry you downstream because that's where all your dreams are anyway.
1: Very true. Yeah. And I I know when I've happened, you know, I had something that floored me this year. And I I had to, I just surrendered. I was just like the best possible outcome. Mm. Just give me the best possible outcome. And it all worked out perfectly. And like you, I can now look back and go, yeah, I did ask for it. Not directly. Right. Not directly. Yeah, you never asked her directly. It.
0: Why would you want to do that, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I really want my heart pulled out of my chest. And, exactly. Uh, no. <laughs> but, um yeah, it is just a case of not having to control it, not trying to control it, just releasing, trusting. And that takes some of the pressure off you anyway. Because hmm. you so- just, for me, when I do that, I just like, well, I know this is going to be okay. Because I've hit that stage where I can just release and I, you know, there are little things I still try and control because Mm. but when the big things come along, I'm like, okay, what, what's this, what's this for? Where's this taking me? What am I going to learn from this? And I think that's when you get to the stage where you can look back and go, oh yeah, okay. I see it now. It's actually so empowering and beautiful. And you do find the appreciation because you kind of forget the pain and the hurt.
0: Over time. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. think that's why over it's time. so hard to see it at first because you're still, you still have that oh. pain memory, that, that Yeah, you're that still body paddling
1: up that. that stream. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> you, you can still feel that. it does It's not like that has gone away. But over time, it does go away. Mm. And that's when you gain that full perspective that you're talking about, which is a powerful mm. perspective. It's a fabulous perspective. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I got to tell you another story, too. <laughs> um, I mentioned that I had met this new friend, Marianne, and, we went out to dinner together on Christmas Eve and there's an, there's a law of attraction story that goes along with
1: it. Really? <laughs> there really <laughs> <Do> is. <tell. laughs> well,
0: not quite that kind, but yeah. Um, no, we, we went to a restaurant. It was a steakhouse that neither one of us had ever been to before. Um, and it was in a really unusual location, but we found it. Um, now she lives about, um, about an hour and a half away from me. And this was a, you know, roughly, it was a little closer to me than, than to her. We had previously met for coffee at a place that was the other way around. But, um, when we got to this place, well first of all, I had done some research on it online before we went there and I'd seen the menu, I'd seen the pricing, I saw what they were offering, I saw the reviews, like everything looked pretty good. We got there and they handed us the menus and they must have been holiday menus because the pricing was like double what was online.
1: Oh really? <laughs> like
0: oh my god. <laughs> And and fortunately, because of all the conversations we've had about just, well, appreciate whatever's going on, I decide not to get upset about it. I say, okay, well, you know, I'll spend the money. I'll just appreciate it. I'm going to have a great conversation. I have a, I have a wonderful date here. This is going to be, we're just going to have fun and I'm not going to worry about all that stuff. Yeah. So we, we look at we get our menus. We look at our menus. We both decide we want to have the swordfish. Put the menus down and we're chatting. And we're just talking and talking. And at one point she says to me, we've been here for like a half an hour. And I said, yeah, you're right. And, and so I'm looking around and finally get the attention of a waiter and bring him over. Did you, did you forget about us? And he, he <laughs> splutters and he flusters and then he rushes off. And a moment later the manager comes over. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe it. <laughs> we will have a server here right away. We're going to take your order. We're going to take care of you. And, okay. No problem. Thank you. Appreciate that. So the same guy comes over, he ends up being our server. And, and he's like, he's like bowing and scraping every second that he's, that he's dealing with us. I almost felt sorry for him. Um, but he takes our order and then they, they deliver the swordfish to us and we're still chatting and having a great time talking about all kinds of stuff. And at some point he, he comes over and he says, uh, how is the swordfish? How, how are you enjoying it? Um, and then I'd also had a, a lobster bisque before that as an appetizer and he was asking us anything about that and lobster bisque was delicious. Yes, about the swordfish. And I said, well, Honestly, it, 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 I think it was actually overcooked. It's a little dry. And he gets that same horror-stricken look on his face, and he rushes off. And a moment later, the manager comes over and is pouring, oh, I'm so sorry, and just lay out all this, oh, how how terrible is it? And his body posture. I mean, Anne-Marie, you know how when somebody is, is feeling terrible, they, they're hunched over, and you yeah. know, they, 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 they shrink it? He, that's exactly what his posture was. I'd never seen a, a restaurant manager. I mean, a restaurant manager, you know, in this body posture of absolute apoplectic horror that, that, he, you know, one of his patrons had had such a bad experience. And, and so we were just, you know, that's okay. We understand, you know, and they were say, well, look, can we give you a free dessert? Can we get you coffee? Can we, you know, we'll, 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 we'll just, you know, we can give you this free stuff. And we really didn't want anything else. We were just, we had enjoyed what we were going to do. Um, she, her, her, um, Swordfish was a little bit moister than mine because it was a little bit thicker. So I'd shared some of hers and we were, we just weren't worrying about it, but they, yeah. they were just freaking out. And, and finally, as we were nearing the end of our, our time there, the server comes over and mutters something about, don't worry about the bill. I thought, well, that was interesting. During that time, I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to try a little law of attraction. I'm going to try attracting. Maybe we can get, you know, comp half the bill or something like that. Right. So, you know, give, give, give us like half the bill or better or something like that. Well, manager comes over a few minutes later and comps us the entire meal.
1: What? <laughs> Whoa. So,
0: <laughs>
1: the whole meal. That's the incredible. Meal.
0: So, instead of spending, you know, $100 plus, we spent nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, we had a great time. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> a great conversation. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it was really good. And and of course we're both tall, right? So as we're leaving, um her coat was up front, so we went to get her coat. And the manager comes over and says, "I didn't realize you were so tall because I'm standing, you know, full height at that point." Mm-hmm. And she's standing next to me. We, we, we actually, I think one of the um, um, the hostesses commented, "We looked like a power couple because we were so we, we were such <laughs> an imposing presence there." <laughs> and he he was still bowing and scraping. He was still hunched over. He was still apologetic. And I was saying, "Look, you you, you made good on no problem. It's it's fine." I, I was feeling happy throughout the whole thing. I, I mean, my vibe never really dropped out other than when I first saw what yeah. the prices were uh, after that. You no, know, my vibe was just high the whole time. Yeah. And I think Rose was too. And it just, look what happened, right? It just I all know. worked out in our favor. So it was yeah. fun. Yeah.
1: Oh, congratulations. I love a story like that.
0: Yeah. Me too.
1: I really do.
0: Plus it was also, we were commenting on this also. Um, when you're tall, if you're dating, you don't often get the opportunity to date somebody else who's tall,
1: mm. which
0: meant neither one of us had to adjust for our height. There was not a major height difference going on, you know, so we could just kind of walk out arm in arm and we're chatting and we're having a good time. It's, it's bitterly cold outside. Um In, in centigrade, it was, I'm not, let's see, what would the temperature be in centigrade? It was, it was in, in the mid teens Fahrenheit. So that would be somewhere around probably minus, seven or eight, nine degrees centigrade, something like that. So, like, yeah, so it was cold. It was cold, yeah. yeah. But we didn't care. It was all right. We were just you know, having a good time. <laughs> we're chatting. We're walking on arm in arm. We're just talking, oh, how nice it is to be able to stand straight and not doing, you know. It was
1: great. It was wonderful. <laughs> wow. Wow. Look at the smile on your face.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Three months later and you, you, you're you smiling.
0: It, it's a... It, it, it's almost unbelievable. I mean, mm. I've lived it, so I, it's not unbelievable. And, but you, you know what I went through because you were there. And, yeah. and once again, I want to thank you because ladies and gentlemen, Anne Marie was like super in terms of the amount of support she gave. She was, she's like texting me every, every other day. How you doing? How you feeling? You know, if we needed to, we did a call or a conversation. Uh, it was really very much appreciated. So oh, yeah, thank was, you for the role you it played. Is-
1: that's just what you do for the people that you love. You know,
0: I felt very loved. I really <laughs> yeah, I did.
1: I'm glad. I'm that glad. Awesome. And you know, and I felt honored that, you, you know, you, you came to me and I just the whole way through have been, you've, you've taught me so much <laughs> just because I could think, how would I react if that was me? I just, I just don't think I could have. Done what you've done, even though I know it as well. And I, I would have been a lot slower getting there than you were. You literally just blew my mind. And I'm so impressed with you.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, I guess at times I'm a little impressed too. I'm a little surprised. But by the same token, I guess I, I, I'm not really all that surprised. I think I hope you don't yeah. have to go through something like that. But if you did, I think you'd yeah. actually come through better than you expect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, when we, we had to leave our home this year, that threw me and I'm a very homebody mm. and I didn't want that to happen, but actually it all worked out fine. And like I said, I just surrendered. So yeah, you don't know what you're going to be like in these things until it happens.
0: Until it happens. Yeah.
1: Um, but I was still uber impressed wow. <laughs> and uber, uber and all.
0: Well, it's nice to know it's, what you're made of. That's what you, one of the things you yeah. find out. Mm. and it's nice to know that I had learned so much doing the show all these years Mm. and I was able to apply so much of it and to have the support of not just you, but, uh, you know, half a dozen different people who have done the show and they become close friends and so forth who were, they were right there for me.
1: Yeah.
0: That was just, I I'm so grateful to every one of those people who helped out including yourself.
1: And that's, that's the thing you, you you went through even the very beginning, with appreciation for whatever little bit it might be. So it was for the people that were around you. So Absolutely. you were in, you were in appreciation from the very start. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I didn't necessarily is...
0: stay there. I bounced back and forth, but it was there. It was palpable. Yeah. It was part of it. Yeah. Mm. And that is big. That's the other thing I think you have to recognize whenever you're dealing with a traumatic major life change like this. And that is you're going to bounce back and forth. Mm. you're not going to stay depressed because you're taking steps you're not going to stay in high vibe because you're going to get pulled down you're, you're just going to you know it's going to be like that tennis match you're going to bounce back and forth bounce back and forth back and forth back and forth and it's going to seem at times like you're you're down a lot more than you're up but you have to just kind of say you know what i know that the steps that i'm taking are working i still feel them at times it doesn't last real long but it does help just keep going Keep doing them. Mm. Don't stop. Don't just throw in the towel and say this stuff doesn't work. That's the only way you can destroy it. That's the only way that you can Mm. undermine yourself, just by giving up on it before you you really have worked the way through it. Mm. Because if I had done that, I'd 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 be still. I I'd be in the hospital. I'd be in bad shape if I didn't do that. Mm. But when you do it, you find out you find depths of strength that you didn't know you had. You find depths of character you didn't know you had. I mean, other people probably knew, but you don't know yourself until you go through it, Mm. you know? So I guess going back to what you asked earlier about, you know, what did you learn along the way? Those are some of the things I've learned along the way.
1: Mm. Your own power. And then you feel invincible.
0: No, I don't feel invincible. (laughs) I really don't. No, I don't. I don't feel invincible. What I feel is stronger.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because now but I you know, know things I didn't have before that I didn't think I had before. Anyway.
1: Yeah. But you've also gone through something that floored you, and you've survived, and you're coming out the other end. And it's exciting. It, it seems like an exciting time for you at the moment, Walt.
0: It's. it's- it, 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 oh, is, it, could
1: it be. it's on its way.
0: It, it's like part and part. It's like what, what I just talked about, you know, sometimes you're yeah. up, sometimes you're down. So sometimes it does seem yeah. exciting. Other times it, it seems depressing. Sometimes yeah. it seems potential. Sometimes it seems like, mm-hmm. you know, given to whatever's happening. Cause you're, you're powerless. You go through all of it. It, 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 it never stays in one place. You're, you're shifting back and forth through this over here, there you're, you're bouncing all over the place and it, mm. that's happening despite the fact that you're trying as well as you can to stay focused on the positive, you're trying to stay focused on what feels good. And interestingly enough, you get feedback from people about how positive you are, even if you're not feeling it. That's been really, really? interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been getting a lot of people um just commenting to me how positive I am. And I haven't been feeling all that positive all the time. Some of the time I have, and -hmm. I've gotten to the point, I think partly because I do this podcast. So I'm used to, you know, putting on sort of a public face in a sense. Um, so I, am used to just kind of clicking into the mode whenever I'm dealing with somebody else of, you know, being the, the positive host in a sense. Although I'm not doing a podcast all the time. I'm just, you know, interacting with human beings. So it kind of clicks in that way. Um, so that's, I think that's why they're seeing it. They're seeing, you know, that moment where I can, I can stay informed, so to speak but it doesn't, yeah, I know, buddy, my, my cat wants
1: to go back.
0: <laughs> We're almost done. It's okay. We'll be done in a moment. But uh <laughs> you, you just have to be ready for the fact that you're not going to stay there all the time. It's just not yeah. going to happen. The goal is just to be there as often as you can.
1: Yes. And not stay down there. Absolutely. Okay.
0: And the more that you do it, the more you stay in the high zone. It does mm-hmm. keep improving. It does, I mean, doesn't stop you from falling back down to the low zone, but you, you, I, I am now more and more and more in the high zone. If I had to put a percentage, I would say 70%. 70% of the time I'm in the high zone. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'll take I, that at this point.
1: <laughs> I think, I think there's a lot of people out there living their day to day lives who haven't gone through anything kind of traumatic who, who, who would Still wouldn't be 70%
0: high
1: vibe all the time. So that's good.
0: That's where my appreciation kicks in because I am so appreciative of you, other co-hosts, guests Mm -hmm. who have taught me so much over the years and, and I needed it all and I've used it as much of it as I could. That I am, that, that's where my appreciation really kicks in because I just feel that so strongly, so much appreciation Mm -hmm. for all that I've learned from Wonderful people like you. So thank you for that.
1: Well, I'm just thinking, I, I just feel there's a book coming here.
0: Maybe don't, don't look for it anytime <laughs> soon.
1: <laughs> no, not soon, but I just, I do feel there's a book here somewhere because there's a, it, there's a it, lot it's of impossible. learnings. Yeah. I, I,
0: I think I still have to finish this whole story before I even oh, yeah. consider doing the book. Oh books. yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: Cause this, this whole segment of my life is still in settlement mode is not there yet.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think five years down the line, I reckon. There's something
0: That could be. That's possible. Mm. I wouldn't rule that one out. We shall just have to find out.
1: The best is yet to come, as Barbie said.
0: The best is yet to come. <laughs> I think that's true. So thank you once again for uh being my uh, co-host and my uh, my shotgun writer here as I told my story. Thank and you. Um, I hope that, uh, we, we, achieved our goal with, uh, listeners. I hope that everybody's feeling better than they were when I shared the shock at the beginning of the show. Ah,
1: well, I feel I've got my daily days of happy.
0: Good. Okay. Well, good. I like that. I think I'm feeling better too. So that's a good thing. Okay. So thank you very much. Thank you podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>